this one into the night. Jimmy Rollins is going to try for three. Here he comes. In the air, down the right field line. Way back there. On an RBI hit by Mitchie Poole. Here's the throw to the plate. It's in the air. He is. Oh! The 0-2 swing and a miss. Struck him out. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Phillies Nation podcast. I am your host, Ty Daubert, coming at you with another episode as the Philadelphia Phillies have defeated the Atlanta Braves in the National League Division Series, making their way into the NLCS, the National League Championship Series, for the first time first time since 2010. They go, they go out, they upset Atlanta. They bring postseason baseball back to Philadelphia for the first time since 2011. And if you are someone who was rooting for the Phillies, a Philadelphian, curious to see what baseball back in Citizens Bank Park would be like, I don't think you could have asked for anything more. The Phillies, the, these final two games since we last talked, they they dominated Atlanta. They cruise their way for the most part through these two games and they make their way to play for the NL pennant. It'll still remaining to be seen who they will be playing at least at the time of this recording, but no matter who it is, it'll be someone on the West coast, some team in California between the San Diego Padres and Los Angeles Dodgers. And one of those two teams, the winners, they're going to be playing the Philadelphia Phillies see who's the who's the winner of the National League and a couple of weeks ago that would have sounded absolutely absolutely ridiculous as the Phillies stumbled down the stretch in September needed basically the Milwaukee Brewers to screw up their chances and, and help the Phillies along the way and it happened this way and the Phillies are hot right now they're looking like one of the best teams in baseball and they're they're one of the few left as always, I have my co-host, Nathan Ackerman, to join me. Nathan, Phillies are playing for the National League pennant now. Well, what's going through your mind? Shout out to the Phils. They knew I was getting serious fear of missing out FOMO, as they say, when postseason ball came back to CBP this weekend. So they said, you know what? It's all good. We will bring postseason ball to you nathan ackerman we're gonna come to the west coast in the nlcs i'm gonna get to see the phillies play playoff baseball for the first time in my entire life i'm doing great could you have scripted those two games any more perfectly like we were talking about it before we started they didn't just beat the braves they demolished them like those last two games There wasn't a stressful moment past the third inning. And when you were stressed in the first three, it was just because it was like zero, zero. And it had barely started like, dude, they that's a 101 win team who just won the World Series last year, had home field, was the favorite probably to repeat this year. And they made them look like fools. Like they didn't look like they belonged on the same field. They just utterly demolished them three to one. Who saw that coming? They're moving on. I It was kind of incredible. And CBP was absolutely ready for it. Yeah, and, and I think coming, coming back for these two games, coming back home, in basically like every facet of the game for the most part, the Phillies outplayed the Atlanta Braves. 
It, it goes the starting pitching was better. Uh, granted, Charlie Morton gets hit with a comebacker, and that probably affects his start. And, and Spencer Strider also coming off an injury, um, so it's his first start back. But in these last two games, the Brave starters didn't give them length, and and they gave up home runs early, and, and that was kind of the the cause of of their demise. Whereas Aaron Nola throws a gem on on Friday, and Noah Syndergaard gives you th- three strong, which. I don't I don't know if you're maybe you have higher standards than that. And I, I kind of get that. But when he, it's, he, he went further than than uh, Charlie Morton did, he did. And I and I just think that the Phillies seemingly like had a plan mapped out and it kind of depended on Syndergaard being able to give them three innings. And he did only giving up one run on a homer, like an absolute bullet down the left field line. But you know, home runs, as we know, the rally killer. So he's able to just work around it. And uh, he, he gave them three, gave them three really good innings. And he looked sharp, I think, in a different situation where I, I think they were doing everything they could, everything they possibly could to just wrap this up in game four at home. Absolutely. Like they needed to get it done. They didn't want to have to worry about starting Wheeler on short rest or throwing Suarez out there for game five and they, they were it was just all hands on deck for for game four and i think it was the right call and obviously it worked but th- i think there's a world where center guard could probably could have given you a fourth inning um you're probably worried yeah. most about matt olson and they ended up blotty came in and gave up a homer to him anyway so yeah and that might have been the smart approach to try to squeeze one or two more out of him if it was zero zero or you're winning by one or you're down by one but like Brandon Marsh gives them a three-run lead. Brandon Marsh, of all people, hits a three-run bomb, you know, knocks the knocks the roof off the place, puts him up 3-0. JT hits an inside the parker to put him back up four, four to one after Arcia. He was the first homer, right? And now it's like, okay, you can empty the tank right now to get this done here because as you said, you don't want to send that back to a game five. So once you're in that spot, yeah. You can maybe try to get one or two more out of him if you're planning for a game five looks likely or probable. But when you're up three, it's like, why not just finish it now? And they did. And they're going to have two more days off and then they can line up their staff however they want to. Like they can go Wheeler, Nola games one and two. And then again, like games four and five or five and six, however however they, they want to. Like one of the reasons they were able... I, I think one of the things that helped them against the Braves was they swept the Cardinals. So they had Ranger game one, but then they had Wheeler back for game two and they didn't have to do like an all hands. Like they didn't have to empty the tank in game three on Sunday uh, against the Cardinals. And so they were like pretty fairly well rested. And that's what they're going to be doing against the Dodgers or the Padres who, by the way, at the time at right now, the Dodgers are up three to zero. If they hold on to that, it's going to go to a game five. That team's going to have one day off where the Phillies are going to have two. Just, I'm just saying, and we're going to do the preview pod in a couple of days. And you know how much I love the preview pods. Apparently the team does too, because they want us to keep on having more and more and more preview pods, but that's going to help. That's really going to help. And it won't, it won't hurt. It will not hurt. And the way, but it won't, it, it it's not like such a long rest that they're going to be, you know, off their game, which is, why the Braves lost, right? We can just agree that the reason why the Braves lost was because they had too many days off, right? 
yeah of, of I course mean, that was that was what i was told several times by the, of course by the broadcast by the the media anyway yeah no. okay now it's three to one so i shouldn't have said anything <laughs> and the Padres have first and second with nobody else so i'm gonna shut up but either way impressive stuff they emptied the tank i was like alvarado like you know i oh well i guess that was that was more about game three i wasn't sure if they should use him when it was six one in 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 game three but like they did they they went they went all in when they had to and they're gonna get a couple days off because of it and they just dominated the braves like they did as, as i was saying it was like every facet of the game we touched on the starting pitching the relief pitching for the Phillies over these two days was, was really solid. It was it was really good. They Sir Anthony Dominguez closing it out looked looked incredible. Um, the way they were able to kind of save kind of save Sir Anthony um, on Friday to be available for Saturday, I, I thought was impressive. Alvarado he does give up a homer um, in his like as he's pitching his second inning on saturday but he looked he looked really good again and has just been durable and dependable and given them basically everything they could ask for zach efflin with a really clean inning and the Which, hitting of course the hitting zach of eflin, course go ahead sorry quick note about zach efflin it wasn't the ninth inning maybe there's something to it maybe, maybe. a wise man once said that zach efflin could be really nasty out of the pen but maybe he's just not a ninth inning guy I don't know. I feel like I heard that somewhere. <laughs> and then the hitting, of course, just in, in favor of the Phillies in, in these two games, hitting a bunch of homers, both over the fence and uh, before it. It was just it was really like, incredible, awesome two-day stretch. And you mentioned the Marsh home run kind of just blowing the roof off the place. The two days, like, the atmosphere was was – not like nothing that this team has seen or this city has seen in in over 10 years it was it was really it was a sight to be seen well why don't you why don't you tell us more about the atmosphere there as somebody who was in in attendance for game four it it was tell me what the what the weekend was like as a yeah so as a, so I was as, there. A, as a non-philly guy yeah, so I was there. I was there on Saturday, Friday. From what I, I wasn't there, but from what it seemed like was after the third inning, the explosion with the the Reese home run. I think that Reese Hoskins home run and the bat spike was like. I know they clinched on on Saturday. I still think that Reese Hoskins moment was like that. That's like the best moment since I don't know twenty eleven since like. May 2010 something like that I I think that was like a culmination of, of so much and like kind of it kind of I think it was like the perfect guy for Reese Hoskins who had a, a big mistake in game two and the Phillies end up losing kind of a frustrating player to to kind of follow and uh, for a lot of fans and just a complicated figure, I guess. So, and, and one of the guys who's been there the longest, but for him to snap a slump after a bad game in the field, and he comes back in the first postseason game in Philadelphia, after he's given so many interviews about over the years about like, Oh, he always hears what postseason baseball in Philadelphia is like. And for him to like have the moment that, that starts everything off that way. I thought that was 
that was really awesome. And then Harper follows it up. And after that moment, I, I think people are just kind of going going nuts and they're just having fun with it. Saturday, I think maybe because they people knew they could clinch, it was a little bit different. You could tell people wanted to kind of get fired up and start chants and all that. But there were a couple of moments where it was just slightly too close to to fully just have all the fun with it. And they were a little bit hesitant, like the Braves were just behind two runs, three runs. But then by the end, I think it was all fun for, for the people. And it was it was really cool, really cool to to be around. I just want everybody to know Ty talked for about two and a half minutes there because I told him to keep on talking because there was this fly in my room that I was trying to kill because I was worried it would screw with the pod and I finally got it just in time. So thanks for holding down the fort, Ty. Yeah, the Reese Hoskins redemption arc was something. Can we talk about, <laughs> thank God he hit that homer in, in game three because like he got booed after the strikeout in the first and then when he dropped that ball, <laughs> like the easiest ball ever in the fifth or sixth, whatever inning that was, that was if hilarious. He didn't hit that home, if he, yeah, it was. If he didn't hit that homer, that homer, dude, that would have been ugly. Like they would have been on him because they were already kind of. He was already kind of on the edge, and then and then he homered, and everybody loves him, and it's the it's it's the bat spike, and it was awesome. It was so cool, but like. For his yeah. sake, I'm glad he hit that homer because I don't think it would have been very pretty if he hadn't. Yeah, I, I completely, completely agree. And I think I mentioned this to you before we, we started recording, just like a thought that I had. And I think, you know, talking about Reese there, um, how he was kind of like the perfect guy to, to have the first moment as as the playoffs return to CBP. I think just in general, the way that the crowd was and the atmosphere was it was always going to be cool whenever the drought was broken and they in Philadelphia got to host another playoff game for the first time in so long but I think the fact that they had to go on the road first win two games in St. Louis and then they were there in Atlanta for two games and they go out and win game one I think that like bought people some time to like buy in a little bit more and create some more and as if 11 years wasn't long enough like more anticipation for this team to come back and play a playoff game and, and for people to just start like really buying in and realize like the way this team is playing right now they can they can really do something and, and i think like <laughs> they they proved that um, yeah to to the the fan to the fan base as well yeah, it's just just really cool, really cool. Plus, plus they had been gone overall for like three weeks. So not only was it like here's the first playoff game here in eleven years, but it was like when they left at the end of September after they played the oh, it's so long ago. Who did they play before they went on the road to play the Cubs? Was it the? That's how long ago it was. I have no clue. Anyway, the Marlins. It might have been the Marlins. When they left, it was like everybody tweeted out you know a picture of the stadium with nobody there and was like we'll either see you again in spring to or you know on on like the home opener in march or april or we'll be back here in october like the second week of october and it it almost felt like those things were like tongue-in-cheek because let's be honest everybody thought that it would be 
March or April when they would see that team there once again. And now it's like, not only did they make it back, but they played two games there. They're going to play two more at the least. It could be as many as six. And it's like, not only was it welcome back to the playoffs for the first time in 11 years, but it was also like the team that they like fell in love with over the last three weeks is coming back and they get to welcome the team back and they hadn't seen them in so long. And they thought that they wouldn't see him again for half a year. That was cool too. It was just so perfect that this was how it, how it played out. And they had to earn the home games with the whole like new playoff thing. They had to earn playing in front of that crowd and they did. And that's what made it extra cool. So it's like, there's so many like things to this that just made it such a perfect weekend and the way that they came out and played. Have you noticed that whenever they play these home games that are like super hyped up, they always do something cool. Like the home opener 2019, you know, they, they just gotten uh, Segura, Harper, McCutcheon, JT, and they go out and they win 10 to four and Hoskins hits the grand slam and Nola dominates. And then the home opener in 2022, when they got Schwarber Castellanos, like Schwarber hits the leadoff bomb. They win. I forget what the score was. It was like a six run game. Yeah. And then there was the Mets, the Mets week last year in August. Yeah. Alumni, like, alumni oh, weekend. Would, yeah. 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 The Wheeler, the Wheeler complete game. Yeah. They have a, they or, have a they or even have... you can think this year when the angels were in town and people yeah. were excited to see Otani and, and trout. And that was when, they like already that was, been fired. Yeah, that was when they started the the winning streak. Yeah. And they, they had good crowds for that game. And that was when they had the comeback and, um on, on the Sunday. Yeah. And they've won all those games. Like, not just like they didn't just win two out of three against the Mets and the Angels. Like they swept them both times and they won in 2019 and they won in uh 2022. So, like when they came back here, they just did the same thing again. And it wasn't just that they won, it was that they dominated them and they won both. And it was like they they something about that that crowd like all you have to do is see when they come to play these home games that are like super everyone's talking about it and the whole like town is in on them and they all pack the seats like they just rise to that occasion and it's so cool to watch because and my favorite part is it's often the homegrown guys too like 2019 uh nola throws like six innings one run hoskins hits the grand slam and then this year game three it was like those two again leading the way he throws six and two-thirds of like earned run list ball and hoskins hits the three-run bomb and the bat spike and then harper did his thing too and it was dude it was perfect like you couldn't have scripted those two games to go any better it was perfect and it was against the braves that made it all the more perfect Side note, good thing you talked about how big this this game five would be as Soto ties it up for the Padres. No. <laughs> it's now 3-3. Three, three. So, no. yeah, we'll probably finish recording before that game's over. Nobody out still. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll we'll have the preview on that. But we this is going to be kind of a quicker episode again, kind of our reaction to the series closing. We'll have a preview coming up, but just wanted to – to drop that in that yeah by the time you're listening to this you'll probably know who won because it's pretty late at night but i just wanted to you know this doesn't have to be super super long here what uh, what are kind of some of the underrated moments that that are going to stick out to you from from this weekend that i i think the hoskins the hoskins homer and 
just like the fact that they clinched at home. But there are there any plays? Like, I think every playoff run, and this is now like a playoff run. They, yeah. This is a playoff run. It's a run, yeah. With in every playoff run, there are like a, a couple plays or moments when you look back, there are things that you'll remember. Um, and we can not just from the home games, just from this series. Like, what are some what are some things that, that you're gonna take away? Um, kind of the, the ones that could go unnoticed by some. Do you have anything? I think the start RBI in the game three, the third inning when they scored six runs, like we didn't know it at the time that Har- that that Hoskins would hit the three run bomb and Harper would hit the two run bomb, but like Stott, the way he worked that, how many pitches was that? It felt like eight or nine or ten. Yeah, something. And he like just that. like hits a nice little ball down the down the down the right field line for two, and it scores a run. And that place like went bonkers like absolutely nuts and it was the first run of the game that one was cool we didn't even talk about the jt inside the parker i don't know if that's like an underrated thing because that yeah. that was when when that happens you're like we we've been saying this is like tod they're they've got something special when that happened it it dude yeah <laughs> i saw that and i was like there's something happening here yeah i already thought there was something happening but when that happened it was oh man yeah, but it's also like like, well, where's where's your right fielder? Yeah, like, where's where's Ronald a, Acuna Jr. What a game! Yeah, what a brutal <laughs> like game. where what a where is where is the backup there? And yeah. also like, Harris probably has to like if you're gonna try for that, you you, you have to get it or it's gonna be an inside the parker mostly or at least a triple. But well, he was probably counting on some backup there, the, yeah, which I don't think true. is I don't, I don't really blame him um I, no, there true. were some like i think just the fact the way that they won game one with like every run scoring with two outs technically if you want to okay two of them were sack flies where the out was the second out the runs technically scored with two outs but you can call it a one out run other than that five of the seven runs scored with two out hits i think that's cool like i don't know if there's like one moment one one play from that game like everything castellanos did obviously the play that he made in right um the like four straight hits with two outs to to uh score two in the first there was ranger getting Contreras to bounce into into two to end the first that was cool the the way that ranger just like worked out of so many jams there there was the castellanos slide on bohm's base hit yeah it was cool i, I, think, were I think i i have two I have two that stick out to me and neither are like actual plays for like the underrated ones. I think the Hoskins home run is going to be like, like literally something that the people who watched or followed this team are going to remember like forever. Um, Like I think one day, like you think Pat Burrell threw out the first pitch today uh, Mm -hmm. in before Saturday's game. And they showed the clip of him like hitting two home runs in the playoffs against the Brewers and like one day down the line, like Reese Hoskins is gonna come back to Citizens Bank Park for something. And like on the video board, they're gonna show, they're yeah. gonna show that before before the game started, they showed the video of that like five times on the board. It was it was pretty funny. Um, but as for underrated ones, I think Ranger Suarez in I can't remember what inning, but he got a big strikeout to he got a big strikeout to get out out of one of the jams and he mm-hmm. like 
screamed and like yeah. got really emphatic for like the first time I've I've ever seen it. I've never seen that. And that was that was pretty cool. And I think when Alvarado came out of the game on Saturday, he like I don't didn't know if they showed this on TV even. Um, the Phillies definitely tweeted out a picture. He like raised his arms. Yeah, the crowd as cool. he left. That like, was cool. I don't know. Like, it was it was cool just to like because people were standing up giving him an ovation. He was kind of like showing their appreciation back, but also like showing them that he appreciate like that he appreciates them and he appreciates that they appreciate him. If well, it was also <laughs> it was, it was, it was also cool. a com- it was also a complete flex on the on the Braves. Like, yeah. The- after game one, can you? Is there a cooler quote than <laughs> "Strike one, strike two, good luck"? Yeah, that's the coolest thing in the world. And then the way that he came out and like, like that's the kind of thing that the Braves last year or even this year, like they're the kind of team that it just feels like you don't do that against because they're going to punish you some way because they're they're the Braves. They're like they take that personally. They don't. They they know how to respond to those kinds of things, but it just looked like the whole series they were flustered. Like it it felt like they let that get to them. It felt like they let the crowd get in their heads, which is unbelievable considering that they won the World Series last year and they played in Houston, they played in Los Angeles, and like they won they won some big games. Like some were they did they play Los Angeles last year? Who did they play in the NLCS? It was the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Like they played some big games in some in some harsh crowds, and like it it felt like Philadelphia collectively got under their skin, and that's unbelievable that they were able to do that to the defending champs. And then the way that they all sang after after each of the games, uh, the new playoff anthem, if you will, like it was so cool. It was so cool. Yeah. The, no, it dude, was the FOMO. The FOMO was brutal. I'm telling you, <laughs> so bad. It was, yeah, and it was, it was, like, maybe this is a little different for you, like, being on the West Coast. It was just cool to see, like, you probably, you could see, like, things people are posting. It was cool to just see, like, a lot of people you know, just, like, really, like, enjoying what's going on. Uh, like, catching up with friends or, or seeing people around and, and seeing people post pictures from the games and stuff like that uh, it's cool to see people like as someone who just likes baseball to see people like it, having fun like watching baseball and enjoying time with like their family and friends around like this common thing like I think the time both of us are 22 years old you're 22 right yep both of us are, are 22 and I think when we were kids like when we first started getting really into baseball and we, we followed the Phillies. Like I, I think at like that age being like seven to 11 years old, when the Phillies were really good, there's just kind of this assumption that like, Oh, like something about the Phillies is that they're always really good. And it's just something that like everyone, you know, just likes the Phillies and they care about them because they're so good. And then when it goes away for so long, it's, it's like, that concept is almost foreign. Like, it's like, how did you ever even think that? And that, that last team, like that era of Phillies baseball is like so far gone. And it's, it's not quite the same. I don't like, maybe 
it'll never be the same and like as good as it was then. But I think it's just cool to see people like in invested in in the team the way that they are right now again. Well, it just felt like there's there's so much happiness there. Like I'm sure people were nervous and like, yeah, obviously it's the it's it's the playoffs. You have to be, but like it just felt like there was so much joy. Like I I don't know if it sounds cheesy, but it felt like everyone was just so happy to be there. And it's like then they started to score and they started to win, and it was like great, this is awesome. But like, didn't it feel like it was more just excitement and happiness to be there than like oh they need to win this game obviously they had to win this game but like I didn't get like a like a like tentative energy vibe from the crowd I just got like they're having so much fun and it's 10 times more fun when they're winning and it's like that's what baseball is all about like that's what makes it so cool and it's it's a blast like maybe they feel like they're playing with house money at this time and I maybe some of the fans feel that way too but like that isn't to say that they weren't like terrified or like you know like they didn't want to lose obviously they didn't want to lose and that would have been brutal but like it just feels like the the fact that this feels like the start of something huge and the start of a run and now it's like a a run in and of itself and it's just like it just looks so fun and I think everybody the team is having so much fun the fans are having having so much fun it's like this is what everyone's been waiting for obviously it's that like it hasn't been I'm not going to like sit here and say, oh, it's worth it. The 11 years was worth it because they made the National League Championship Series. But like, it's cool. It's fun. It's fun when the the baseball teams go again. I don't I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. It just looks like everyone's having such a good time. It's so cool. Yeah, definitely. All right. Any any other thoughts from this? As we mentioned, we'll have some kind of preview um, coming up before the NLCS starts. Anything as we do our final thoughts on the NLDS and anything you wanted to, to touch on before we wrap up. I think it'll be really funny listening back to this pod because at the start I said, Oh, the Dodgers who are up by three. And if they, they're probably going to hold on, if they hold on, it'll go to a game five. Well, now it's five to three Padres <laughs> and the Dodgers are six outs away from being a 111 team that lost a 111 win team that lost in the, NLDS, much like the Braves with 10 more wins. But yeah, maybe we'll be talking Phillies Padres. Maybe this part also looks funny looking back on it too, because the Dodgers yeah. come back and win. But more preview pods, dude. I'm so excited. It it should be it should be fun. It should be fun. It, if if Padres hold on, we have the the Machado Harper angle to talk about, right? Yeah, of course. That and the Nola Nola angle. Yeah, true. Anything at Jorge Alfaro revenge series coming up? Travis Darno, I kind of called it right. You did, no, you did. <laughs> I kind of called it. He we we kind of we kind of called a lot of things. Like I called Castellanos doing something that was good and kind of changes the reputation. I said he did a homer. Turns out he had like he did have four total bases in that game, and he made a cool play. And then we kind of called like the you play super bad on the road, you go back home and you do something cool. We were talking about it in the Castellanos context. It was Hoskins, but like same yeah. idea. I feel like we were kind of close. Yeah, and we wait, did I, say that. I have a question for you. Yeah. I didn't take notice being there, but was, was Ranger Suarez in the bullpen today? I think he was and Wheeler wasn't. If Don't he was in the bull, if he was in the bullpen, I'm just counting my prediction as correct. 
He didn't yeah, actually close like out that. the game, but that's close enough. I'm going to yeah, take that like as a that. win for me. I like that. I have, <laughs> I have, I have one more take. We can dive into this more in the next pod, but like, sure, let's hear it. All of a sudden, they're in the NLCS. They're going to be playing the Padres, who are good. They're playing. They're hot. They're playing good baseball right now. They're no world beater. Or they're going to be playing the Dodgers, who they're a good team and maybe their talent wins out over a best of seven, but like, I'd say you're probably more scared of your average 111 win team than you are of the Dodgers right now. I'm just saying like, there's two more series. Everything's out there is, is my point. It felt like, again, they were playing with house money. They were just, it was awesome that they were there. And once they made the playoffs, it was like, this is great. And then once they won the wild card round, it was uh, like successful season. All of a sudden, they have a real chance to do something. And I'm they not going to say, like, they're going to do it because I don't want to jinx it. I'm just saying that they have a real chance to, like, do yeah. something. And the, they're a series away from playing in the World Series. and That's incredible. Like, that 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 accomplishment cements you, like, like that's that's almost legend status, like, in the, in the yeah. city. You think it's not quite the same that these – this team is like a little more frustrating and has been, they didn't win the division, but like think back to the 1993 Phillies and they were terrible before and they were terrible after, but they had that one year and people really liked them and they loved that run. And like anyone from the 1993 Phillies, like that's, that's somebody who's remembered forever, uh, like in the city and like all the core players of that team for the most part, like they're on the wall of fame and stuff. And, four more wins and like a lot changes for everybody on this team. They, they, uh, how they're remembered is, is completely different. They're, they're only a couple wins away from that. It's pretty, pretty incredible. What a time. And they're coming to the West coast this week. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for, for bearing with this super late recording of this podcast uh, for dealing with Nathan and I, as he tries to kill a fly in his room. Uh, eventually he did it. get it. He did, I did get, get it. it. I, I, I saw live on, on video. I saw him get it. So, thanks, for, thanks for holding it down. I was like, keep on going. He was like, yeah, Hoskins was great. You know, Castillo. I was like, keep, keep talking. I got the fly. Though. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll have some kind of preview coming up soon. Whoever, Whoever they may play, but thank you everyone again. We'll talk to you next time.